Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guidance servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone is having an amazing Manic Monday. I always like to think of Monday as manic because... I like the, the highs of the mania. So I think it's, hope it's been a, a great Manic Monday for you. So this morning, it's like probably 2.30 in the morning, I was um, awake in the middle of the night. Like, just like couldn't, couldn't go to sleep. Actually, I think it was like midnight 30. I tend to go to bed pretty early. So I happen to pull up Facebook and I see an article. And the article is, the era of spanking is finally over. So... I actually posted it to my personal page and made a note to a dear friend of mine, Dr. Lou Lombardo. And uh, Dr. Lou Lombardo and Dr. Karen Polanco, dear friends of mine, Dr. Polanco's now passed away, but they started a, a movement in um, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, in support of children. And the, the platform was all about, it's not okay to hit a child. And so they were very, very loud, worldwide proponents. They traveled all over the world giving lectures and sharing research. And Dr. Lou's actually still still sharing some, some research of Dr. Uh, he and Dr. Polanco's. And so I just mentioned, you know, it's uh, interesting because it's the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that parents not spank. And so I, that's a very big statement. You know, the American Academy of Pediatrics. Hey, Lisa. Um, so I, you know, I posted and I think I eventually went back to sleep. I've, I've, I've been a, a non-spanking proponent for years, 20 years, because I know there's another way. And so I didn't give it another thought. And so then I was this earlier this evening, I sent, sent Christy a text. I said, do you have any, uh, daily dose things I should talk about? She's like, how about that whole spanking thing? She said, people are really in an uproar. I love it when people get all twisted up, especially around stuff like spanking. It is the most interesting thing to me. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm reading some of the quotes. There are actually the, many of the comments. There's some nice ones, but a lot of them aren't even worth mentioning. But uh, <laughs> I know when someone actually reads an article when, versus when someone doesn't. But here's the thing. People, people take their 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 immediate perceptions and judgments they see a title like the air of spanking is finally over that's all they want to hear nobody's gonna tell me not to hit my kids not to spank my kids i got spanked that's always the big one i remember 15 years ago i was at old dominion university <coughs> and i was talking <coughs> i was talking about why you shouldn't spank your children and there are many reasons why you shouldn't spank your children Number one, it impacts their brain. Number two, it creates threat in the relationship. Number three, it diminishes the relationship. Number four, there are 101 different things that you can do besides spanking. Number five, it creates violence in the relationship. Number six, it teaches violence. Number seven, it plants the seeds for future violence. All from the origins of your own home, whether it is a pat on the butt, whether it's a pow-pow, whether it's a little a little tap here and there, it doesn't matter. It's an adult using power over a child. It doesn't matter what it is. And that's the dynamic that gets taught. 
that if I don't like your behavior, I will correct it, I will change it, I will control it, I will suppress it by my power over you. And if you, the behavior doesn't improve, I will use it more. I will use more force. So it's force and control and dominance. So there are many, many, many reasons over the years that I have been an advocate for parents learning new ways to discipline their children over just spanking, which I like to refer to as whipping. Because as a kid, I never got whipped. And what most of you don't realize is the word whipping can't comes directly from slavery. So it is a byproduct, that behavior, that name is a byproduct that's carried over from slavery. Slavery is what was done to the African Americans, it's what was done to the Native Americans, it's what was done to the Mexican Americans. There was slavery and then there was whipping. They whipped them in order to exert physical behavioral control over them. And so to, to whip your children has nothing to do with discipline. Whipping your children is a control mechanism, a control and punishment mechanism carried over from slavery. So you need to, you need to put that right in your brain. You need to really think about that. That's, that's your, your ancestors, your, your descendants, your, the people you were a descendant of went through slavery and they were whipped. So it's very important for me to let people you know, know about that because I was whipped. I was not spanked. And um, most people probably commenting on the post weren't spanked either. They were whipped. Now people want to say, well, look at me. I turned out all right. I, that's always questionable. That's all right. If you're really honest, what were you like when you were a teenager? Because let's not look at you now as an adult even though that's probably questionable at some level, it's probably it's questionable for me. So I know it's questionable for other people if we're just really being honest. If we're really being honest, did we really turn out okay? And I don't think it's all about the spanking, right? It's not about the spanking. If you turned out if you turned out okay, it's because of the the example that your parents created for you, which which outweighs you know any any disciplinary measures that may have been used upon you for for changing your behavior but the areas that aren't so okay if you're really honest about that if you're really honest about that and you were spanked then you just you know let's, let's just let's let's just be honest i mean did we really turn out okay and so i remember this lady in at old dominion when i was lecturing there one time she stood up. Oh, I, you know, I, uh, I, I got spanked as a as a kid, and, and I and I turned out okay. <laughs> so funny, because I'm like, oh, really? Because <laughs> it was questionable. It's questionable that, that the person turned out okay. But anyway, so here's the thing. This whole article is only talking about research findings. It's not saying you're a bad parent if you spank. Here's the way I look at it. And I'm, you know, my whole profession is about working with traumatized children. Traumatized children have already been through more than any of your spankings are going to do to them. And the moment you spank a traumatized child, you become associated with the same perpetrators and predators and, and immature adults that created the scenario for them to be and go through the things that they went through to begin with. 
So because you're associated with their brainstem. So when, when you're whipping a child, you're getting supplanted in their brainstem because of how overwhelming the experience is to the amygdala. And the amygdala gets overwhelmed with stress. It opens up the brainstem. That's where experiences are going. I was afraid of my father when I was a kid. Afraid, afraid, not respect, afraid. And people, we confuse fear and respect. There is no fear in respect. Respect comes from love. Most of us who grew up being whipped by our family, by our parents, were not respectful of our parents. We were afraid of our parents. We didn't do things because we were afraid. And when they turned their head or when they went to sleep, that's when we did the stuff. So the whipping really didn't make that big a difference. And you say, you use that that argument, oh, I got whipped and I turned out okay. But did you really? Did that whipping actually curve your behavior? Now, here's the thing. With traumatized children, you got to be more creative. You got to be more creative. Whipping is the easiest thing to do. You make me mad, I punch you in the face. There, a, a spanking, a pow-pow is no different than that. It's, that. it's that simple. It's a reflex. It's like reaction. It's the least conscious thing you could possibly do when it comes to discipline. It requires no energy. It requires no effort. Kid does something you don't like, bam! Such a, it's just a reflex. It's reactive. Don't do that. We're going to teach you. Even if you want to say, oh, I do it in the most loving, calm, that's BS. No one whips a child and they're calm. It's just BS. The reason you whip the child is because what they did made you stressed out. And when you become stressed out, you are no longer calm. See, it's a paradox. Here's the thing. When you have biological children who haven't gone through a great deal of trauma, their brains have developed in different ways. So it, they, it's in a, more, in a more developmentally appropriate way. So that child does something you don't like and you may whip that child. That child's brain has the ability to recover from that whipping faster than a child who's traumatized. Child who's traumatized, they've already been through that, that stressful crap before. They've already been through more than you can do to them. So biological children, they have the they have the capacity to recover quicker. But does that make it okay? No, that doesn't make it okay because that still anchors you in their brainstem as a threat. That's going to affect your later relationship with your child. We want to blame so much of the chaos in the world today on the fact that we're not whipping children. When in reality, it has nothing to do with that. There's so much chaos in the world today because we are freaking stressed out adults. We are stressed out adults and we have not learned how to effectively regulate. We've not learned how to be mindful. We've not learned how to be conscious. And so then what happens is we're not able to show up and teach that same thing to our children. Therefore, our teacher, our children are not able to grow up and learn what it means to be mindful and conscious and aware and have morals and empathies and all these good stuff that, that we think the world should have. And so, you know, children are talking back to parents. They're yelling at parents. They're, they're they're acting out. Some some kids are fighting adults. That's because the freaking kids are stressed out of their minds. Everyone's in freaking survival. It has nothing to do with spanking. Think about this for a minute. Think about this. 
If everyone's in freaking survival, do you really think that hitting me is going to make me behave any better? Really? Think about that brain state, right? In times of stress, our thinking becomes confused and distorted and our short-term memory is suppressed. If I'm already stressed, which so many of us in society are, if I'm already stressed, you're a parent, you're going to work, you're trying to pay the bills, you're working hard, you're trying to take care of your kids, you're trying to do the best you can, you're stressed. Do you think your boss riding your ass every single day, cussing at you, spitting in your face, hitting you on the back of the head, thumping you, whipping your butt, is that really going to motivate you anymore? It's not. In times of stress, our thinking becomes confused and distorted and our short-term memory is suppressed. We stop thinking clearly when we are stressed out. When children are misbehaving, it's because they are stressed. When you hit the child, you're just creating more stress. The very first thing, if you open that article on our, on our page, the fir very first thing it says underneath the picture, um, underneath the caption, the caption says, who invented spanking? It says, Christians point to Proverbs 13, 24. Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. That is fantastic. But you know what? That is a complete misunderstanding of what Christ was saying. Whoever spares the rod, the rod and the staff were used in the raising of sheep by the shepherd. The rod was used to guide. The staff was used to pull the sheep back in the line when they stray. The rod was not used to beat the, beat the sheep over the head. Because if the shepherd beats the sheep, what's going to happen? They're going be, to become scared and then they're going to run from him. They're going to stray. And what happens when the sheep stray from the shepherd? They get eaten by the wolves. If you spare a child guidance, they will be spoiled to the ways of the world. The rod is used to guide. The rod is used to teach. The rod is used to show children the straight and narrow through guiding, 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 guiding until they are mature. Then it says, for, for, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline. The definition of discipline is to teach, not to punish. If you want to be an effective disciple, now think about this. If you want to be an effective disciple, that means you want to be an effective teacher. If you want to be an effective teacher, what state of the brain do you want your child to be in? You want your child to be in a state of brain where they are thinking clearly and where their short-term memory is open and available and active. If you want to be an ineffective disciple, which I think we have a lot of ineffective disciples these days, you're going to stress your kids out even more under the auspices of being a good parent by hitting them, which causes them more stress. All you have to do, there, there, there simply is nothing so bad. And I did so many bad things as a kid. I had so many negative behaviors and I got my fair share of whippings until I simply got smart enough so I didn't get caught, right? And what does that mean? That means the relationship with my parents became severed enough that I had to become smart enough so that I didn't get caught. It doesn't mean that any of those whippings I got, probably from the time I was three years old up until I was 10 or 11, made any difference. It just made me have to be smarter. It didn't build my relationship with my parents. It didn't build my trust. It didn't build my respect. It just made me have to be smarter to figure out how to not get caught doing the stressed out things I was doing because the spankings only create more stress 
which adds to the stress I was already experiencing and feeling, which then just makes me act out even more. So then you have a six-pack or a 12-pack as a freshman in high school to blow off the steam from the stress of the severed relationships that you're experiencing in your home because your parents spank you because that's what happened to them. Because they didn't stop to question, how can I do anything different? The article simply says, research has proven that spanking is ineffective. It is ineffective. That's all it says. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it didn't say that if you're still spanking your children, because nine, up, up until I think it was 19, I think it was 1998, 1999, Maury Strauss, 90% of Americans believed it was okay to hit a child two years and younger. So this article is a little bold by saying the era of spanking is finally over because that's like a pipe dream because people obviously just from this feed, not today on, on the live, but on our post-institute feed, and then I'm sure on this CNN feed, people are like, zealots about why they should whip and hit and spank their children. I, I Just the other day I was in Walmart. I, I heard a mom say to her four-year-old, if you don't wipe that effing smile off your face, I'm going to wipe it off for you. Wow. Wow. But see, we want to justify and see, this is the thing. This is the thing. We want to say, oh, but Brian, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a loving, firm pow-pow on the behind. It's on the same continuum. If you're pow-powing on the behind, you're slapping a kid in the mouth, you're beating a kid with a belt, you're punching a kid on the face. It's the same continuum. You can't pick and choose which ones that you want to do because it feels good to you. If you're operating on the continuum of fear, you're operating on the continuum of fear. And when you're hitting children, it's because you're stressed out. And in that state of functioning, you're not open to being creative enough to think about how can you connect to your child in a different way in this moment when they're acting out to help them really understand and learn how to do something different. When you hit your child, it stresses them out, which makes their thinking more confused and distorted and suppresses their short-term memory. I had a mom today I was talking to, and she has an older child, two sibling boys, and one sibling boy, new to the family, he gets a little mad and he starts to hit on the other boy, the younger boy. And mom said, I told him, we don't hit in this family. No one is going to hit you. We don't hit in this family. That's the message. That's, she doesn't have to hit him back. This child grew up in a, in, a, in a background of trauma. This child grew up getting hit. Mom has to be consistent in her message, in her loving and forceful message that we don't hit and no one's going to hit you. The reason the child hits is because that's what he's learned. That's what his brain tells him to do when he gets stressed. His brain tells him to hit because that's what he's learned by being hit. That's what you're teaching your children when you use force. When you hit your children, you are teaching them to hit when they get stressed. You are teaching them that. And when they get old and they're hitting you, you're not going to have anyone to blame except yourself because you hit them. Now, thankfully, you know, we get older, we hit our 20s, our orbital cortex matures, and we're able to think through our parents' behaviors a little better and, and hopefully tone some of that down. But I know adults, I know adults who have beaten their adult parents. Where do you think they learned that from? 
from their adult parents. Right now, I know adults who still who have been beating their adult parents, mistreating their adult parents, throwing their mis their adult parents around. Why do you think they do that? Because that's what their brain has been taught. See, their brain processes in a completely different way. And when that happens, you don't know what that outcome is. It is so easy if you'll just slow down, if you'll just slow down, if you'll just take a deep breath, if you'll get really honest with yourself. Did you enjoy getting spanked as a child? Did you enjoy it? Do you really felt like it taught you? Because here's how you know if spanking teaches you. If something works, you don't have to keep doing it. But as a child, if you kept getting spankings, you know what that tells me? You didn't learn. You didn't learn. And now let me ask you this. How many things that you do outside of your parents' attention that deserve a spanking? Probably a whole lot, right? Tells me again, the spanking did not teach you. I, I implore upon you all. Spanking is not going to get you the outcome that you're hoping for. It is going to get you more of what you are already experiencing. Slow down. Breathe. Practice time in. Practice the three-phase intervention. Reflect, relate, regulate. Practice walking away. Practice just thinking about what's going on with your child for a moment. Practice asking your child, what's going on that would cause you to need to act this way? Hey, practice time in. Come spend some time with me. Come spend some time with me because I know as my child, I know you're better than this behavior, right? There's so many things. Let's go for a walk. Let's go play basketball. Come in the kitchen and cook, cook dinner with me. There's so many things that you can do that strengthen the relationship with your child. And the relationship gives you the ability to influence your child throughout the lifespan. But when you are spanking, when you are spanking, that is using power and using control. And when your child hits adolescence, they're not going to be spanked anymore. They're not going to be spanked anymore. You're not going to be able to keep spanking your child. And then when they hit to hit later adolescence, you sure can't spank them. And then you're going to lose, you're going to have less control. You're going to have less relationship. Your relationship will have less strength because instead of slowing down and spending the time to think about, read a freaking book about how you can do something different than hitting do not rely on your misinterpretation of the Bible about spare the rod, spoil the child. It is inaccurate. It is false. It is false. It's going to lead you down the wrong path. And I can't tell you how many parents start out spanking their kids when they're young. Their kids hit adolescence and guess what? All hell breaks loose. And then Big Papa's getting the call. Can you help us? Can you talk to us? Can you talk to my child? I don't know what to do. I don't know how he got out of control. Well, if we'll go back and we'll look at some of these seeds that we've sown, then we know why we're harvesting what it is that we're harvesting. There's so many things you can do besides spanking. And I just want to compel you guys. Read the freaking article. Don't be impulsive and write some stupid stuff to Big Papa about how you guys... Big Papa don't want to hear all that jazz. I already done been down that road. I grew up on that road. You can't tell me nothing about that road. You can't tell me nothing about that road. But I can tell you something about being really honest about yourself. You get really honest with yourself. And next time you hit your child, you stop for a moment and you ask yourself, do I really feel better in this moment? 
Does my child really feel better in this moment? If you can't unequivocally say, yes, I feel more loving in this moment, and I can look at my child and tell they feel more loving because I just gave them that swat, then you're not sowing the seeds of love in your relationship with your child. And if you're not sowing the seeds of love, you're sowing the seeds of fear. And if you're sowing the seeds of fear, it's eventually going to bloom. And it's going to come back. And you're going to have to reap what you sow. So don't blame what's going on in our society on kids not getting whipped. There's so many more components going on in the world besides kids getting whipped. That's like the easiest scapegoat in the world. Slow down. Take some deep breaths. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. And you got, first, sometimes it's hard to understand. It's hard to even realize that, that spanking comes from a place of fear. It comes from a place of fear and stress. There's not a single parent who ever spanked their child and was actually calm. Now, you might be calm when you actually hit them, but when they do that behavior, when they do that behavior that stresses you out, stresses you out enough to make you want to want to hit the child you brought into the world or the child that you're loving or caring for, you are not calm in that moment. That's the seed of your spanking. Not when you're being all calm and swatting them on the butt or, or whipping them with the belt or doing whatever you think you're doing. You think it, you're doing it and it's in their best interest. The thing that, they, that, that prompts you, the thing they do that prompts you to want to hit, that's where the seeds originate. We can always do the same thing we've always done and get the same results. We can continue to react from our same imprints of stress and fear and do the same thing or we can stop. We can slow down, we can take three to ten deep breaths, and we can choose love. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. Thanks for tuning in as always. Go back and read the article. It's a good article. It is a step in the right direction. But unfortunately, the air is not over. It's going to take us probably another 20 years. Take us another 20 years before people finally stop hitting one another. And when we can stop hitting our children... When we can finally stop hitting our children, the most vulnerable part of our, of our population, of our species, then, and only then, might we start to see the world change in a more positive way. God bless. See you tomorrow.